is Voicemail, the Universal Postal Union's podcast covering the wonderful world of mail. I'm your host, Ian Kerr. In this episode, we shift our focus to the burgeoning e-commerce scene in Ecuador. In a moment, I'll be joined by Pierangela Sierra. She's founder and CEO of online supermarket and delivery platform Tipti, as well as an e-trade women's advocate. We'll cover entrepreneurship, the e-commerce boom, sustainability, and much more. So stay tuned for Pierangela Sierra, founder and CEO of Tipti. Joining me on the line is Pierangela Sierra. She's the founder and CEO of Tipti and E-Trade Women's Advocate. Pierangela, welcome to Voicemail. The question we ask all of our guests is about their first memory of the post, whether it's going to a post office or receiving a letter. Just share with us, please. What's your first memory of the post? Thank you. Thank you very much, Yang, and very pleased to be here. Well, my first memory was... um, my mom studied a master's degree in England when I was uh, very young, nine years old. And we, as family, received a lot of postcards from her. And we can um, know, we can be close to her when we receive those postcards. So it was very, very, very beautiful. It seems to be a common theme with our guests, <laughs> receiving postcards or letters from people who are far away. That we Just something that doesn't happen now. How can we rekindle that? It's probably a question <laughs> for another time. Let's talk a bit about Tipti. So Tipti is one of the fastest growing e-commerce companies in Ecuador. So well, how did you how did you come up with the idea and what it, well tell us also what Tipti is, what Tipti does. Well, uh, Tipti is a supermarket online. Um, however, we have a very difference there, which is that our shoppers are um, people who are very ex- or are experienced in terms of gastronomy. So they have the experience and the skills to choose your, your vegetables, your fruits or your food very good. Uh, and that's our value proposition. And it's, it's, it, it causes a very difference in terms of experience and service, service for our consumers. Tipti was born out from, from mine and my husband's desire of balance our professional and personal life. We have a, a lot of work. We travel a lot uh, around Latin America. And we, don't, we don't have time to spend together, to spend with our family, to spend with our friends. And for me, it was very tedious uh, doing supermarket, doing grocery shopping. I have no time to doing that. So in 2017, we begin to draft a business plan and, de- and develop an initial app. Uh, and this initial app, we want to really be sure that it's going to be a, a really good proof of concept in the market. So we begin to test with friends, with family. Uh, and at the end of 2017, we begin to, to put in the market very softly. Um, and we begin to gain traction and significant partnership with CPG companies and with retailers at the end of the 2018. And Consequently, I left my corporate career and, and formally became this CEO. So it was a very beautiful journey, and we are very happy with this with this startup. I just want to ask, while you're talking about the fact that it's app-based and the way that it's, um, it's a time-saving proposal, what have you seen with regards to the adoption of the internet and the adoption of mobile phones, et cetera, in Ecuador? And has that helped 
fuel e-commerce as a whole and in particular your app's development? No, really, because in Ecuador and in Latin America, we are underdeveloped uh, versus other other continents. However, the, the pandemic uh, begins to, to raise the attention to, to drive awareness of this kind of tools that you have um, with your computer or with your, with your phone. And uh, internet is, uh, the penetration is around 67%, 70%. Um, we don't have internet penetration in rural areas and, and, and we are a very poor country, so we have a lot of poor rural areas. So we have a very huge opportunity to develop and to, and to really uh, continue growing. And in fact, in the pandemic, the, the Latin America was the continent that has, the, has raised the, the highest growing in terms of adoption, in terms of penetration, in terms of using e-commerce uh, tools uh, because of that, because we, we were underdeveloped. Now, you just mentioned the pandemic and the impact that had on internet take-up or mobile usage, et cetera, and obviously that's had a big impact on e-commerce in general. Um, so tell us about the, the the pandemic and how well how that might have impacted on how Tipti operates and I guess did you experience that that surge in business that we saw so many other um, grocery delivery companies have and how did you how did you cope with it? And I know I'm asking you a lot of questions on it, but also, do you think that these trends are here to stay? As most of e-commerce players around the world, the, pan- the pandemic exponentially accelerated that growth, and Tipti was not the exception. And we grow more than 10x from 2019 to 2020. So um, there were a lot of on-demand groceries uh, so was maybe one of the fastest growing segments because there's the only thing you want to buy and you want to have in your home, in your home. So we have to, to, to do a lot of things there because we have not only those kind of uh, exponential demand, but also social restrictions, uh, global lockdowns. Uh, we, we cannot move in the city. It was kind of very difficult to try to, to operate. Uh, however, the pandemic acted as a significant Catalyst. It's it, it's um, the best uh, marketing plan that we could have in terms of drive awareness of this kind of uh, elements, drive awareness of this kind of uh, um, tools that you could that you could use in terms of help yourself. Not only buying groceries, but buying other things, meeting uh, meeting each other um, with Zoom or with, with any kind of uh, tools. Continue having classes and other kind of things. So um, we, we've been forced to grow very, very fast, um, but we were very, very savvy in terms of developing an efficient playbook. And we professionalize and automatize all of our operations, inclusive the, re- the recruitment process of our people, of our talent. We use uh, artificial intelligence to do this more fast because um, we need really to, 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 to take a lot of uh, important decisions, take a lot of risk and um, begin to, 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 to have clear, um, clear directions to our people to continue growing and to continue serving our, our consumers. In terms of if this is going to continue in the future, well, for sure, it, it will be, as I said before, uh, in Latin America, in Europe, and other countries and other continents, um, we are kind of underdeveloped 
in terms when you see China or Asia. And um, it's it's question of time. And what pandemic did is uh, put in, in, in front of us this kind of reality. And it's going to uh, continue happening. It's going to continue develop. It's going to continue improve for, for sure. Uh, very good in terms of um, have more more uh, quality in, in, in our in our um, daily basis in our what, what we do in, in our home in our in our office and in terms of uh, medicine and other situations where um, technology could help us as human being and to have a better future and better quality of life. Let's turn now to the postal sector for a moment. Many of many postal operators are looking for ways to diversify in e-commerce. It's not just about shipping parcels. It might also be about helping or providing services to SMEs to sell domestically and internationally. Now, given everything you've just said about, did you just say you, 10 times growth mm-hmm. in 12 months? Yeah. Um, a wonderful problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> in many um, but given that rapid growth you've seen at Tipti, do you have any sort of tips for how to succeed in the, success, in the sector, especially in Latin America? Mm-hmm. Well, um, as, as, as you said, uh, well, e-commerce and all those uh, technicals and digital uh, tools that, that we are having right now in our, in our table, um, for sure are going to, to improve and uh, I think e-commerce right now is about posting. It's about thinking about post office in in the in the future in the new era. So, post um, for sure we have to use uh, modern technologies and leverage from consumer new habits because uh, it's happening now and it's going to happen in the in the future. So, about the tips, well, I think you always have to create a very simple solution, a solution that is very very simple to understand from the consumer. Using modern technologies, using all the expertise that post office and the knowledge that they have in terms of service, in terms of logistics, in terms of how to use efficiency, but translating those expertise and those knowledge to those modern technologies. Uh, Focus on service with speed and convenience because people right now have a lot of tools with speed and convenience and you have to compete with those kind of of situations. And something that we are expecting as consumer is uh, um, use the post office as a very secure and confident um, organization that could help us to really uh, translate something, whatever it, it is, um, very, very secure and have the confidence that it's going to be there and it's going to be in the, in the, in the way that we are sending um, the, the package or whatever it, it is. So if, if, if the post office uh, or, 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 or companies in, in, in that uh, category are thinking about how to, to, to improve, I think that creating a simple solution with uh, value-added solution of the consumer are going to be very successful in the future. Let's go back to this topic of sustainability, which we discussed during the recent UPO webinar. Um, 
the growth of e-commerce raises concerns about the environmental footprint of deliveries. And you just mentioned about you know, super fast and instant delivery. And we've got a, there's, there's a whole other load of concerns about the environmental impact of, of that sort of on-demand delivery. So tell us from Tipti's perspective, how does Tipti approach sustainability? Well, I think that Tipti and the, and the well, Tipti is today a collectively save more than 1.5 million hours from our consumers because they are doing whatever they want to do instead of doing grocery supermarket. But most, but most important, uh, we attend more than 270 um, customers. So they didn't drive to the supermarket in the past four years. They, they um, asked us for, for doing the grocery supermarket and you are saving a lot of time and a lot, a, a lot of uh, gas and, and transportation because um, the shopper is in the supermarket, is receiving your, your, your order, they are preparing the order and they are sending. So you are saving the, the, the consumer going to the supermarket and returning to the supermarket and the people who is delivering the, the, the groceries uh, is uh, delivering one, two, or three uh, orders at the same time in the same um, in the same sector. So now I think we are we are really saving uh, a lot of time and a lot of um, gas. I don't have a certification right now. We are looking f- uh, to be a B Corp company and uh, having not only the certification around uh, the, the 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 carbon neutral, but also other kind of um, of um, verticals that we are working very very hard in terms of uh, women incorporation in the company and also uh, working in in terms of uh, giving our consumers more uh, quality in terms of uh, their, their, what are they doing on, the, on a daily basis. But also, we are avoiding to build mar- much more supermarkets. We what we are now. Um, uh, buying in terms of groceries in Ecuador is equal and to have two or three more supermarkets in, in Ecuador. So we are avoiding to build more, more, more supermarkets, brick and mortar supermarkets. And so we, I think we are now uh, having a really good uh, proof point in terms of building sustainability uh, in the future. Let's, also talk about gender equality then. So what's your experience of building a career as a woman in both FMCG and in e-commerce? And can you just share a couple of observations on the challenges and even the current situation that there is in, in Latin America when it comes to being a woman forging a career in whether it's e-commerce or FMCG or whatever? Well, um, I've some progress has been made in recent years in terms of closing the Jordan job, the, the gender gap uh, uh, not only in the tech sector, but also in all the in all the sectors, CPG sector, uh, retail sector, and, and all of that, um, the community remains a, a, a boys' club uh, in which uh, women perceive more difficult than men in in, in in being corporate in the in a company, and have a successful career, or begin an, an, an a startup or being in the in the world of entrepreneurship. Um, so many of the challenges is how to how to be really respect in this kind of um, environment 
how to have visibility, uh, which is other of the, of the very huge challenges, and uh, how to really um, be part of this uh, of these uh, companies. Uh, having opportunity to begin working in these companies and demonstrate that you have the same um, competences, uh, not only functional, but also other competences that could help you to have a very good career there. So for me, it's that really see you as a human being and you and they respect you as a professional and have that, that visibility. And that, that's why we as a woman and, and, and as a professional community, not only women, but also, also men, we have to be uh, to raise the the voice and also to have this awareness to help other 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 women to to have that visibility to look for those tools that could help us as a company to recruit very good talent diverse talent and to give them the opportunities to to be part uh, or, or to have a leadership uh, position in the future. Um, I was working a lot with Endeavor. Endeavor is an ONG which, which is um, worry about develop a lot of entrepreneurship in, 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 in around all the world. And in Latin America, only we have twenty four um, uh, women in terms of, of 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 founding companies, in terms of uh, uh, beginning a startup, and and ninety five percent of the investment that raised. Around uh, Latin America, go to the to the companies uh, of men companies, not of women companies. Just only the five percent of the investment around Latin America goes to women. So there's a lot of challenges, not only of terms of respect, in terms of visibility, but also when you are operating, there are few there are few women in the in the companies, and there are few um, confident to 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 really endorse women. Uh, money to to begin their company or to sustain their company in their future. So it's kind of a it's kind of difficult in the in the in the tech industry, which is a, a industry that grows a lot. We only have twenty four percent of terms of women in the in the digital economy in Latin America. So we have a lot of of, of, of work to to do there. However, in my experience. Um, I have a very good experience in terms of working with women because they can really uh, make great differences in terms of uh, performance, in terms of development, in terms of developed talent, uh, and in terms of, of, of really have a very good result. So in Tipti, we have seven, seven, 70% in terms of uh, working women in leadership positions and 45% in terms of hold the company. Just continue on that theme then about uh, empowering women. How does Tipti contribute to empowering women, both in terms of its customers and, and its employees? I really have a very, very good experience. Um, when women are giving access to opportunities for career go- growth, they make a really huge impact in the company. And the functional areas that are lead right now by women, we have a 71% in terms of women leadership in the company. Their, their areas are the highest producing with the lowest turn, turnover rates. Uh, they really can organize or maybe more structure, more focus in terms of objective, in terms of uh, which are those resources they need to, to accomplish those kind of objectives. And they can put in the, in the right measure those kind of um, 
those kind of resources and they really um, look for very good results, are very focused in terms of what they are doing. They they have a kind of a focus in terms of professional in, in, deep, uh, in deep part of the time and they have to do another things maybe at, at, at home. And some of them are, are single, some of them are, have, have a family. But they're, they're really... Um, work with, with a lot of passion, with a lot of commitment, and with, with a lot of uh, good performance in terms of what they... they. So I think, I think we have a responsibility as, um, as a leader of a company because there are a lot of things that we need to happen in terms of a public policy level. However, while this is happening, we could really have a, a, a leadership role in terms of taking a specific actions looking for more women in terms of leadership in the company and make a real change in terms of uh, changing the ecosystem in terms of inclusiveness and converting us a company uh, uh, as, a, as a real agent of change, as a real agent of, of uh, set example of this kind of, uh, of, of, of these kind of things. Let's turn our attention now to your involvement with the UNCTAD. So how did you become a UNCTAD advocate and how does the program help other women entrepreneurs? Well, I was very honoured. Uh, I was very surprised last year when I received a call from the, from the, from the United Nations. Uh, I was selected um, from a cohort of uh, very outstanding women leaders in terms of digital economy around the world to Latin America and the other continents. Okay. And they asked me to, to be part of this, uh, this really wonderful idea of trying to, to, to help to, to understand all the needs that, that, that have the woman and how do we be agent of change in terms of become um, um, a role model or a point of contact for those women and help them to really transform their, their, their lives. So We Trade for Women combines the, the transformative power of female entrepreneurship with the positive impact of in digital technologies. And uh, the objective of the E Trade for Women community is to support women digital entrepreneurs who are shaping in this digital ecosystem and develop a very good, uh, or helping them to develop a very good transition in terms of better economies, uh, better, better business leaders, and help them to uh, raise their voice, help them to, or, 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 or with our uh, personal help, influence, influence uh, political uh, people, policies, debates, or whatever. So um, we understand that, as you said before, we have a lot of gaps in terms of how to be included in the professional world. But when we are talking about digital technology, the gap is kind of a much more difficult. So, and, and, and in terms of uh, beginning a startup. So we understand that we really need to um, uh, recruit them, uh, try to understand which are the, the, the key stakeholders in the different countries around the, 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 the different continents, look for them, talk with this wonderful woman, begin to create a community, help others with mentoring, understand what, in, in which stage are them, what kind of help in terms of investment, in terms of uh, coaching, in terms of mentoring they need, 
And this is what uh, e for Women um, Vertical does. Finally then, Pierangela, what's your advice to women and girls who, who want to become entrepreneurs but might feel that they lack the confidence, skills or resources? Well, I think that uh, much of the time women have this kind of um, gap which is thinking thinking much about this, uh, I, I can't do it or whatever. So I think that the only limits are the ones that we in, impose on ourselves. And so if you believe in your idea, don't waste too much time thinking about it. Do it. Try to, to look for those uh, resources you need. Follow your dream. Follow your ideas. And even if they, they are not perfect, my best advice is do it. Do it. The, 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 the most fast you to do that is going to be uh, the, the, the better. So you have to really think about those kind of ideas with diligence and determination, but go for it. My, my advice is go for, for, go for your dream, go for your idea, try to do it, to do it very, very fast. Some words of wisdom there to finish up today. Pierre Angela Sierra, founder and CEO of Tipti and E-Trade Women's Advocate. Thank you very much for joining us on the UPU Voicemail podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. You've been listening to Voicemail, the official podcast of the Universal Postal Union. Subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast platform and you'll get each episode downloaded to the device of your choosing as it's released. My thanks to the team at the UPU for their help putting together this episode. I'm your host, Ian Kerr, and I look forward to your company next time on Voicemail, the podcast of the UPU. Thank you.